Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast. I'm your host, AJ, and it's my pleasure and privilege to have my friend and my Sifu, Sifu Jason Coral, on the podcast today. How are you doing, Sifu Jason? I am awesome. Thanks for having me out here, AJ. Yeah, absolutely. And just for people that don't know, I used a really funny word there, Sifu. Can you explain to us what Sifu means? <laughs> That's Chinese. He's speaking Chinese, and so I'm, I'm a self-defense and kung fu instructor. So that just basically means your kung fu coach your kung fu instructor would it also imply like just really good looking well around just all the well well around kind of guy as well it, it it does to which my wife replies <laughs> i probably shouldn't let people call me that seafood <laughs> <laughs> jason uh tell us a little bit about yourself and and introduce yourself to the faith for my generation podcast who you are uh, what you're doing now and a little bit about your journey of what brought you here to where you are today um how much time do you have okay <laughs> i I am a, I was born and raised in upstate New York, and now I live in South, great South Carolina, so I'm a Yankee by birth, Southerner by choice, okay? As soon as I knew better, I got out of the, <laughs> I got out of the Northeast, but, uh, you know, I've been involved in martial arts for, for my whole life, and, um, and I, I, was, I was saved, if you will, in front of the TV, a Billy Graham crusade was on wow. when I was 13 years old, and uh, unfortunately, I didn't have a very good biblical you know, basis for what I, for, for what happened to me, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. I think you know, I was, I was saved and it was very heartfelt, but I didn't have any knowledge. And, and, uh, so I was yearning for that. And, and that caused some, you know, that caused some consternation and to which, uh, you know, some mistakes come in because, you know, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Yeah. And I see, you know, so my self-defense is a ministry as far as, you know, what should it profit a man if he gains, you know, the self-defense skills of Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris combined <laughs> and, and then loses his soul um and so you know i see the two things as you know pretty much inextricably connected mm. and uh you know over over my lifetime i've, I've seen you know self-defense as you know that thing that the devil john eight forty four, right is you know he's a liar a liar from the beginning is you have to be able to defend defend your mind and your heart from 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 lies and so um so i got here in 94 from new york and i was a young man and I, with with a with a lot of theological problems that I wasn't aware of you know, one of them being pride and um, and and so I, I had a, just a glorious experience of learning how to be a servant leader and learning to be patient and uh, you know the Lord is just you know, the, if you if I can play on words here about Sifu is you know what greater master instructor do we have than than Christ himself and uh, so you know here I am now you know, it's been, been, a, been a been a wonderful journey and meeting people like you and so many other, you know, just great, great Christian people, you know, through this, through this endeavor here. And uh, I'm just, I'm just a humble, humble man. So uh, enough, enough of that. I don't know if you. Uh, <laughs> How long has the Academy been open? Refresh my memory. How long have y'all been I, in the upstate? I got here in 94. I got here oh. uh, July 1, 1994 at 1 p.m. I still remember the time I, I looked at the clock. We didn't have cell phones then, right? No, so right. I just roll, I look at my watch. I rolled into town. $200 wow. cash in my hand and a car with 
like 250,000 miles on it, bald tires. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, of course, I've been a part of the school there. And as of re- recent, a little bit of a hiatus with, with my daughter being born. But every time Congrats. walking in the doors, so so kind, so friendly, such good wisdom, good instruction. And I'm going to be honest, and this is not me just trying to, you know, butter you up. So I don't have to do that many push-ups the next time I come in. But genuinely, <laughs> you lace the gospel in truth through every class. I mean, it's it, you, it's like it's like you're like a, a great defensive boxer who's just waiting for the right timing to slip something in, and you you use it all the time. And uh, for me, I that I like you know a little bit of dry humor. I, you're you're good at that as well. And and so when that kind of slips in, I'll be you know chuckling. But you you, you slip that in all the, all the time, and I think that's so wonderful because it's not just um you know. I, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know, be harsh on anyone, but it's not like, Hey, I, you may have in, encountered some of these people. I know I have, uh, and w- I pray for them, but cause they, it doesn't quite click in their minds, but like there'll be a Christian and they're running a business and they assume, Oh, you're a Christian too. support me just because I'm a Christian, even though I'm not running the business with excellence, I'm not doing everything as into the Lord. It's like, Hey, you're supposed to support. I'm, I'm all for helping people out for sure. But it's like, yeah. do everything unto the glory of God, do it with excellence, do it well. And then you don't have to lean on just, Hey, we're kind of in the same club. And so that's what I say every time I come up to the Academy, it's done with excellence. It's done well. When I was searching, when I found you guys through the internet, I wasn't looking for Christian martial arts school. I just was like, Oh, this has a really good, good reviews. It's done really well. And then I, Oh, this guy, he's a believer. This is so awesome. And I think that's so important uh, because a lot of different people listening to the podcast, you know, some people in ministry, but so many people aren't, uh, I should say this rather, all of us are in ministry. Just some are behind the pulpit. Most aren't. And they're, they're out in the world spreading the gospel and they have an opportunity. Tell us a little bit about that as being a Christian and running a business, how you have an opportunity to, as you said, if you gain the whole world, but you lose your soul, what benefits you? I mean, you can use your quote unquote day job, your calling, your gifting to the glory of God. Amen. Um, no, I don't think that picking up on that. Um, I'll say this, Ajay, that I, I don't think that I'm here to, 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 my first goal isn't to make a make a profit. You know, I went to a business seminar back in 05, I think it was. And uh, the, the guy there has all these slides up on the screen about his yacht and his extra house in Florida. And, uh, you know, about about the multimillionaire martial arts business owner. And, and and that's what the world's selling us. That's what, you know, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. And, mm. and so that's what he was doing. So I'm sitting there and, and uh, my wife was pregnant at the time. So she was she was like... Uh, pretty pregnant. I mean, it was, it was late in the summer of 05 and, uh, it was hot and she was miserable and I left her for the day to go down to the seminar. And, uh, you know, so you get all that worries about, you know, being a, being a young father and, and I'm panicked about that. And it was an interesting time because I'm sitting there amidst all of these business people. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to be at a business seminar. And, it, and he asked the, the, the guy that's leading it asked write down on a piece of paper and then turn it over what the goal of your business is. And, uh, and so, and then after it was all over, he said, and after everybody did it, he said, all right, don't you don't show it to anybody, but if you wrote anything other than develop wealth for you and your family, you're doing it wrong and you'll be out of business. <laughs> um, I wrote to glorify God and, uh, and, and, and serve, serve people. Mm. And, and that's what I wrote. And that was, that was 17 years ago. And I'm still, <laughs> I'm still business because he's the greatest marketing 
master of them all. Uh, right. You know, the Lord. This is this, this creation, right? The, the land of a rich man produced bountifully. I can't mm. control everything. I've, I've done, I put things in advertising that bombed. It looked mm. like the sure thing, and it bombed. Other things, I, it, so that no man may boast. That's what I mean when I say it's been a wonderfully humbling experience for me because I realize that sometimes I'm in my own way. And my, my goal in life is to be faithful. My goal in life is, is to love what I'm doing that he's given me to do, that he's given me a passion for, and just go do it. And, and if, I'm, if I start worrying about all of the money and I start worrying about, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying I should be presumptive and mm. just go jump off the ledge and, and wait for the angels to pick me up. I'm not saying right. that. Right. I'm simply saying that, um, you know, I, I'm simple. I try to keep things, keep things, the main thing, the main thing, which is that um, my job in life is to be faithful. And I'm the living sacrifice that keeps crawling off the altar, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I'm the problem. And, and it's funny, my brother is also a business owner. And, um, and, and I like to say he's in a real business. He's in financial services. <laughs> and, uh, and we both, I don't know how we both arrive at it, but we both get up in the morning and we look in the mirror and we go, <clears throat> and we didn't know we both did this. I look in the mirror and I go, you're the problem. Christ is the solution. And so anyway, I... I I think that uh, if I do my job really, really well, then that's that's the goal. I need to serve my neighbor, and I can't. Yeah. If I get out there and say, "Oh, I'm I'm, I'm a Christian business owner," mm. um, I, I, that's that's missing the point. I'm I yeah, I'm a Christian. He gave me something to do. He gave me a task, and that is to try to to try to prepare people for self defense for one of the worst things that could possibly happen to any human being, and that is to be assaulted, and mm. and to try to do that faithfully and do it logically, and and of course. It, People are unsuspecting. A lot of times they come in, yeah. and they're making a huge presum presumption when they come in that uh, as a human being, I have a right to self-defense. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, as you know, you've been here before. I piggyback on that all the time. If we're all just atoms banging into each other, and we're a, a cosmic accident, right? If we're just lucky dust and germs, why does that make any sense? Right. So I, I'm I'm constantly able to segue because I think it's always there into the into the moral law. And and so I don't intend to do that. It's not like I'm sitting there, hey, wait till I get these kitties in my school, you know. <laughs> I that would be disingenuous. I, I just genuinely want to serve people and and uh and help them because I what got me into martial arts was I saw bullying when I was a kid. Mm. And I thought that's just the, the most horrible thing. And then and then I thought I, I I wanted to stop that. I wanted to have something to 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 be able to to contribute in that. And so you know, so here I am, and again, I try to keep the main thing the main thing. It's not easy, yeah. but um, that's that's it. So, a Christian business owner, I think he puts things in perspective mm. for me, and and he, and, he, and he will in any field. If if you, if I try to go out and say, how do I? You know what I mean? In terms of it, the the common culture today, is that you know, love, 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 mm -hmm. love, love, and I use the word love, but I'm not the source of love here. Right, right. And so my goal is to say, well, I love my neighbor by serving him with the skill he's given me, yeah. right? And in this field, especially, it's so easy to get yourself all blown out of proportion and blown out of perspective. People tell you how wonderful you are because you can punch hard or something like that. And it's yeah. easy, you know, and, and it's really funny as I get older and I realize, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not the man I was at 25, grass withers, the flower fades, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and so there's that temptation there to, to take yourself out of, out of perspective. So I should say it this way that, um, my goal was to try to help people, mm. you know, can I, can I get them better? Can I help them understand demystify self-defense and, and understand a bigger picture too? So I took mm -hmm. it, you know, kind of a package deal.
Yeah. And there's a few things that come to my mind when you're saying that I think about what Jesus said, uh, you know, he's teaching that sermon on the Mount, but really it's, it's not just chapter five of Matthew. I mean, it's like five, six, seven, it's this, this elongated person portion. And he gets through and, and what Matthew six, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these things that the Gentiles or the people that don't believe in God dying and fighting to get will be added unto Mm -hmm. you. I think, I think that's the purpose of of what God gives us as gifts and talents and abilities. It's like the right. the parable of the talents. It's what has God given me, and am I using that to bring Him glory, to produce, to be a blessing? Right. As as He said to Abraham, "I'm going to bless you and make you a blessing to the nations." And so it's th- that spirit of Christ is in me to bless right. not just for myself, but the people around me to bring glory to God right. and point people to Christ. And I think you can't lose when you do that, because if that's your end goal, then all the things that are added on to it's gravy on the right. biscuit since you're in the South now. I'm sure you'll understand mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Yeah. And, but speaking of self-defense and uh, you made the point how you're it's not like you're trying to sneak things in. But basically, from your point of view, and I totally agree. And from a Christian standpoint, um, self-defense is a necessary moral, I'll say this, if, if I'm wrong or if you need to add to it, please do. But self-defense is a moral obligation that I have as a Christian uh, to refudiate, I guess you would say, when someone commits this sin that we call crime, when, they, when mm-hmm. the neighbor that I care for, that I'm to love, regardless of how they treat me, when they then step in and they take a, a wrongful action towards me trying to take my life or my family, then it's my moral obligation to stop that. Uh, and not go beyond that and revenge it, as you mentioned in your book, Christ and self-defense. That's the government's job, the state's job, their righteous mm-hmm. job, right? As Romans 13 right, tells right. us. And so here we are in a world that is it's necessary. I believe it's necessary for everyone to have an understanding of proper self-defense. Sometimes Christians can, I know you've heard it many more times than I have, but Christians, oh, you know, you're supposed to turn the other cheek and, you know, that's a misapplied scripture. If you think it means, you know, someone's running at you with a knife or something, or they're trying to hurt or abuse your wife, your children, right. uh, you, you need to stand up and, and right. make a point to defend because we're in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. That we're in a sinful world and violence, mm-hmm. essentially, which you make a really good point in your book, Christ and self-defense violence is basically a symptom of the sin nature of mankind. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 the, and I, I'll say this, that it's worse than we think it is. It is the natural place where sinners go. It's, mm. it's the end result. It's Cain and Abel, as I, as I, placed, uh, as I put it in the book, yeah. is that when we refuse God, when we reject God, we're trying to play God. We're demanding God-like power. We're going into the boss's office and saying, you're fired, get out. And so all, all sin is a clash of authority. Mm-hmm. And God's grace is upon us right now that, that we're, we're breathing, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, so uh, when he commands, you know, I think it was Mark Twain, probably all witty things were said by Mark Twain at one point, right? He said, it's not the, it's not the, the, the rather dense passages of scripture that vex me. It's the all too clear ones that bother me. <laughs> <laughs> like Matthew 544 is love your enemies. Right. Um, it's now, it's so plain you can't get around it. Yeah, you know, I'm not, it's not a hateful thing for me to to counter punch, but that's the point. The counter attack mm. is a loving thing to do for AJ, for for John, for anyone listening, or for anyone out there to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. 
um, and but that's also a, a God glorifying activity because you realize that what's happening is there's someone is trying to play God over another person. That's what Cain did to Abel. Cain would not repent of his pride and his sin. So Cain took it out on God's and he couldn't get at God. So he went after God's image bearer and his brother Abel. Hmm. It's the same thing we did to Jesus Christ. If we can get our hands on him, we'd kill him to maintain the, the this fantasy of, of Jason having godlike powers. I get to determine right and wrong. You know, I always say here that I'm in sales, not management. God, God doesn't have to, he doesn't answer to me and he doesn't answer to man and everything we get is grace. Um, and so mankind's default setting is tyranny. And mm-hmm. if I've got the power, I'm going to, and that's what I think the founding fathers saw, right? Is this constitution, especially the, with the first 10 amendments being the bill of rights with a self-defense document, trying to, mm-hmm. trying to, trying to wall off the encroachment of man's tyrannical tendencies and you know we're, we're, we're beset with that all day long and i think that's one of the reasons why sinful people and especially in a sinful nation as we are today mm. doesn't want to talk about self-defense because to rationally talk about self-defense is going to have to get to these subjects of theology about mm. why we are different than animals right as I, th- I put in a book if a tree if, if a storm blows a tree into my house i call the insurance adjuster not the police right right if a neighbor comes out with a saw and knocks it, you know, that's a different story because men, men are moral. We're created image bearers of God and we know that, but we're constantly suppressing the truth. And that suppression and those lies lead to, to conflict. And then sometimes they go hot. If we've got the power for it, we'll abuse it. And it's a hard thing to admit. People don't like to hear that. You know, they don't like that. They're like, oh, I'm pure in heart. They're not. <laughs> we have a sin problem. And, and so that's, that's something, in, at least in my neck of the woods, as a martial arts instructor, I'm constantly going into, because I always say, people say, well, be aware of your surroundings. I'm like, that's impossible. You're not omniscient. You need to be, <laughs> you, you, your attitude determines your awareness. Mm. I don't need to be aware, as I say to people all the time, if I'm at the park and I've got, in front of me, I got a mom and a bunch of kids playing, I don't need to be hyper aware. I'm not John Wick or Jason Bourne worrying about that. Now, if one of the kids starts eating the face of another kid, well, that's going to jump off my on my radar. <laughs> Zombie apocalypse. Um, you know, so I make the joke because everyone's laughing. And like, you're not, you don't need to be aware of everything. That's what means awareness. You're aware of certain types of things. Mm-hmm. And to be aware, you have to have a, a, a premise. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, we realize mankind's fallen. Mankind is a sin problem. And so right. that's going to make us more alert to certain types of things. Right. Like I have people come in and say, well, you know, if you're in a bar or whatever, what are you doing in a bar? Right. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, so the pre- presumption there is that if you're not living a life of sin, if you're not involved in things that are sinful, the chances of you being in any type of altercation have plummeted. Thank God, because we're still in a in a fairly law abiding society. I mean, I think we're living in some borrowed capital from mm. Christian uh, principles. But and, and, uh, and that is changing as we speak. But, um, you know, nevertheless, everything is a God subject. Right. You know, everything comes back and everything comes back down to it. So if I have a right to self-defense, if I can punch somebody, um, the question has to be, where did I get that authority? Hmm. That's what I mean. All I mean, all conflicts are clash of authority. Yeah. And, th- and that's there's a few things there. One, I'm going to give the podcast family uh, a free lesson here. One of the best lessons I ever learned from you, Sifu, is don't go to stupid places with stupid people at stupid times. In other words, good example. Why are you in the Waffle House at 3 a.m. on the bad side of town? 
there's two there's two kinds of people there people who are in trying to get in trouble and people who just got off second third shift and they there's literally nowhere else to eat and both probably will rough you up if you look at them wrong because one's tired and one one's probably either drunk or uh hopped up on something Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah that's the thing if if you'll just this idea of awareness yeah because i mean instagram TikTok, youtube it's filled with this like I'm going to show you what's going to happen if if someone jumps up behind you in a dark parking garage. Right. Okay. Right. Well, maybe if you at, at all possible, don't be in the parking garage at night when it's dark. At least alone by yourself. That's easy, yeah. yeah, that's an easy one to solve. <laughs> Park under the street light, real close to the door. Right? Yeah. So, so there's right. that premise. But even but more substantive there, self defense. You wrote self defense makes no sense if we don't understand that we're image bear, bears of God. And so to detach. Amen us humanity from our creator christ Mm -hmm. to to detach us from the lord is to in a sense say we're going to remove the foundation it's romans one it's the creation Mm -hmm. becoming a lord in itself thinking that the creator we don't need the creator and when you do that well then it the i guess the philosophical point is you've went into a point of madness because there is no Mm -hmm. right or wrong in order for there to be right and you go through all through that so so well over and over again using so many biblical examples in your book in order for me to have the right to defend myself it implies there is a moral standard a foundation in which i base that right upon and and it's like you mentioned with the with the founding fathers they write this founding document because we believe that we are all created equal <laughs> in the sight and the image of god and so right. it means we're, there is a basis. And if you, as a society, pull away from that, which you see the effects of that with just a, a year or two ago with, with all the riots and marching. And it's like, oh, well, if we if we say that we're doing social justice, we get to burn a man's business down that he worked for for 40 years. Right. Because we're, we've created an idol, essentially. Right. We, we've lifted up this idol. We're going to create this. Or anything else we see. We see it right now uh, with sexual immorality, homosexual, transgender, that those forms of sin. Well, if I can mm-hmm. say I am whatever I feel like I am, then you have to accept it. Uh, that That is the the symptom of being detached from true authority, which is where we've where self-defense is founded on. Right. We're, we 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 despise. So if you look at sins, sin is always saying, like as, as we're going back over this, is that it's picking up fight with God. It's telling God that you don't have any authority over me. It's radical autonomy. I want to define right and wrong, right? I mean, even as Christians, mm-hmm. we struggle with that in terms of trying to self-medicate. I get frustrated. I get angry. Maybe mm-hmm. I might go do something that's not very. You know, I'm, you could do something as benign as overeating. Right. Go overeat. Yeah. Right. So another bowl overeat. of ice cream. I don't feel good. Give me another bowl. Yeah. Let me give me another bowl. And then, then you feel miserable after that. And we know that's what sin does. Sin, sin is a context dropper. Mm. And so if I'm frustrated with my wife and I say, well, you know, um, you know, cause I've been married for, for years and, and, and now we have these kids and they're running around the house and I'm stressed out and so forth. Well, what, what's the big deal about looking at porn? Mm. I need my needs. Sin right. flips things to my glory, not God's mm. right. I need to be, I need to be served. I need to be glorified. I need to determine what's what's right and good for Jason. That's what sin is always doing. And and you know, I read screw tape letters. So I think, you know, that's that's what my 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 little my little dark demon is gonna whisper to me in those moments. And so instead of going to more prayer or trying to get uh, fellowship with, with with biblically thinking Christians and and to be finding things that are edifying, and that's why I think the discipline of of, of self-defense is gonna keep your hands up, right? Mm, yeah. There's certain fundamentals. I'm in danger. And so I always love the metaphor. I'm in danger. I don't typically, 
the whole armor of God. I like to uh, tell people today, I mean, I understand we're not watching Romans walk around streets here. So, you know, keep your hands up and, uh, you know, keep your distance because that's the danger of it. And what happens is that when someone goes, no, 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 I'm all right. I'm in my heart. I'm basically good. Right. Even though the heart's susceptibly wicked. Um, you're going to try and solve your problems your own way. And that's what we saw with the, with the riots, right? I have a problem. I saw an injustice. So therefore, I'm justified now in breaking other moral commandments. Mm. And sin always plays us for a fool, right? It always does. And as a self-defense instructor, I've had to correct people. Well, you know, our job, we're not, we're not trying to hurt anybody. It's just an unfortunate byproduct of a choice they made. It's right. a chain of consequences that they made. But as soon as they are now incapable of furthering the nefarious thing they were trying to do to us, our counterattack has to, by God's commandments, stop. It cannot go past that line in any way, shape, or form. We are civilians, and we are never to try try and hurt people. We've got to guard our hearts, and, and because it's a dangerous thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and that's that the, auto the autonomy. And that's what I love about just your whole philosophy when it comes to self-defense, that it is it is morally, it's scripturally based. It's Christian uh, self-defense, if you will, if we'll put that Christian moniker before. Because I truly, I mean, it is, it's based on God's law, God's moral law, mm -hmm. uh, the, on, upon the word of God, that we can right. see a clear reasoning for self-defense. Because right. it's not, it, it, and I know you get frustrated with it, I'm sure. But it's so easy when you start looking through self-defense stuff. If it's you, like I mentioned before, YouTube or whatever, you're going to have people that they will make you think you're Jason Bourne or that you need to go do that. Like we're going to neutralize a threat by I'm going to chase the guy down onto the street and give him what for. No, at that yeah. point, you've now become yeah. the very person yeah. you are attacking. You, you've entered into that you same are. level of violence. Yeah. Um, right. I had a I, I'll just share this account account because I don't think I've, I've mentioned to or shared this with you before, but this is probably a year and a half ago. I go and get my uh, concealed weapons permit. And, you know, you have to do the mandatory class uh, to do that. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, it's it's a check off the box type class. <laughs> it, it is not if go you ahead. want more formal training on firearms, I would suggest yeah. that because going to that class does not make you a, a, a firearm expert, you know. Uh, so yeah, anyways. Right. <laughs> and, and the instructor, the instructor, uh, Lord bless him, but, you know, do, doing his instruction there. And he made the point, you know, the classic little saying, hey, it's better, you know, you know if someone's coming up my room, you know, in the house or something uh, and, and they make it back out of the house, we'll just drag them back in. I'm thinking, all right, at that point, like, that's not OK. <laughs> that's not what I've signed up here. Oh, it's no. to be morally and, and <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh. Like, at this point, I've now entered into the point I'm chasing someone down to shoot. That's not self-defense. Self-defense is I'm right. stopping this threat that's coming against me because right. I don't desire for anyone to be murdered, them or my family. And right. so I'm going to I'm going to neutralize that threat as quickly, as violently, as necessary as possible right. so that we're right. done with it and move on. Right, right, right. I mean, and, David, David, David didn't go out and have a chat with Goliath. He went out there to borrow his sword, right? <laughs> I mean, you've got to, you know, he, he made the best tactic. Uh, he, he chose the best tactic because David was already a warrior. It was already defined when, remember, when Saul turns manic depressant because that's what mm -hmm. sin does. It depresses us because um, we're cut off from a source of joy and cut mm -hmm. off from a source of bliss and euphoria that we have in true worship with Christ and God. And so Saul's depressed. So they, they, they go to him, and uh, you know it, and, he's, and they say, hey, there's this David, son of Jesse. He's a great warrior. He's a mighty warrior, and he's a very skillful musician. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even before that, so they say, oh, 
you know, the, the, the wussification of the, the Christian male it has been deliberate and it's telling them, well, David couldn't fit into Saul's outfit because he was a runt. No, if you don't kill a bear with, without, without some serious martial skill, and yeah. David was a great warrior. Remember, Saul tries to get rid of him later by sending him on a suicide mission with the, with the foreskins. Of, and, and David comes back and swinging a bag around. I mean, this is a bad man. He brought and, twice and, as many right? as he needed. Yes. <laughs> and this is, this is a bad man. And, yeah. um, but he understood, as I put in the book, that, that he, there was a limit to what he could use force for. And he was very careful never to go beyond the line that the Lord had drawn for where he could use the power that the Lord had given him. Now, and I'll go and I'll go back to the one of the things that, uh, as you said about self-defense is it's misconstrued because of the lack of, of biblical foundation of the culture. Mm. We're, we're, we're not thinking clearly and it, we've become almost insane in this regard. For example, I, I see it on my YouTube channel. I see it on because you, know, you mentioned all the social media stuff. You do not need to be a Navy SEAL sniper to be able to defend your home with a handgun or a shotgun. Yeah. Um, I don't need to beat Bruce Lee in his prime. And I have people ask, you know, well, how would you do against, you know, Mike Tyson in his prime? Well, unless Mike Tyson in his prime has a time machine and some reason to come to attack my family, I don't think I need to answer that question. Right. And, um, you know, so we get this thing out of perspective. And I need uh, everyone is living in God's world. Mm-hmm. Right. This is our father's world. And so therefore anyone attacking someone else is coming up that hill. And they are leaving themselves vulnerable to a skilled counterattacker, and and that that should I I hope embolden people. As I said earlier, that we should try to demystify the whole issue by telling people what what they are in the Lord, what the goal is of anything they're doing should be God's glory. Remember, if, if I'm doing anything in my life and it's not glorifying God, then I mm-hmm. then I then I'm, I'm 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 going to be living for eternity. You know, I saw a detective right. show. Um, and apparently in the middle of his detective show, they thought they had a time traveler. And I'm sorry to digress here, but they get this, they're, they're trying to, the, the detective is, is trying to get to the bottom of a murder. And the person on the other ta- side of the table is actually apparently from the future. And there's this huge apocalypse awaiting. And the person's like sort of just kind of smug with the detective. Real, and, the, and the point is, is that the detective doesn't realize, can't comprehend the enormity of what's coming and they're bogged down in this little small detail because they don't have the bigger perspective. And I try and remind myself all the time that that's us, Mm. the enormity of eternity before us, right? You drag somebody back, you hurt somebody you needed to hurt. You hurt another image bearer of God. I don't know what the Lord's gonna do. Like I said, I'm in sales, not management. Is he Mm. gonna save that person? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't have the right to make that decision. Um, So I'm gonna try to do everything I can to make sure that violence is always an absolute last resort. And yeah, I mean, Jason could do to get out of that. I do it. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, um, which before you, I, I attended another school and, and so I've done martial arts now for, for a good while now. And uh, very good martial artist, by the way, so everybody knows. And yeah. I don't think you need martial arts because I've seen you dead left the house, but that's not right. Story. Yeah. Yeah. So. If you, yeah, <laughs> I make sure I'll, I'll write you your check for saying that later on. Uh, but in all seriousness, people will, you know, people that know that I've done martial arts and things like that, of course, you know, well, what would you do if this or that? I, and generally my answer is run. Like, I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to fisticuffs with this guy. Mm-hmm. 
or three people. What would you do if three people showed up? Hopefully I can get to my car and lock myself in and drive off. Like, yeah. I, I'm, this isn't, you know, enter the dragon. I'm not yeah, Bruce this Lee. This isn't a game. Yeah. <laughs> right. This isn't a game. I, I know, I'm sure, uh, I know I've heard specifically Sifu Aaron said, the instructor there at school, you know, there's no trophies. There's no fight of the night award. No one's getting a check for, you know, great knockout. No. This is no. real life. Oh, right. And, and right. It's, it goes back to what you're making the basis on. In fact, you make this point. Force must not be used in any way, shape or form, except in cases where one has the moral right to resist violence. And you can think about this. I know you probably could have went 100 more pages in your book on, on different topics topics where you can yeah. see this, not just the person, the individual, but think about nations. Uh, I had yeah. a little bit of a epiphany when I was reading this. I was like, wait a minute, this is Ron Paul's idea. And I don't want to digress into politics, but this is Ron Paul's idea of warfare. Like, Hey, let's just leave people alone. <laughs> Unless they come here, then we violently come back. But you know, yeah. uh, there's money to be made in different things. And, and there's, <laughs> when you make laws yeah. and things, you can do that. But yeah, it, but it's a, it's a theological thin impulse in us. To mm. fix whatever. I, like I was talking to like, one of the things I always I ask um, our students is that what group of people has no right to self defend? And I like to look mm. in their face. And I stare around like, well, everybody has a right to self defend. Okay. Well, what group of people do you have a right to deny them to disagree with you? Right. And again, I guess no. But then watch them in the very next subject when it comes to healthcare or it comes mm. to something that they'll play tyrant, right? The, and, and, and I had one, I had one teenage boy say to me not too long ago, in fact, very well educated kid, which means basically that he's, that, that he's been educated in the imbecility morally, <laughs> um, is that he said, well, all of your answers, and he said it respectfully, come down to very simple proclamations. Mm -hmm. And so I looked at him and I went, is that a simple proclamation? And he watched his wheels in his head spinning, right? right? Smoke coming out of his ears. And I tried to be careful. Again, I know I have authority here and I want to I want to use it lovingly and I want to use it wisely but I wanted to challenge that because at the root of what he was saying was that I know right and wrong mm. and I can impose it on you if you disagree with me hmm. and loving you, our neighbor doesn't you know that's what we went through with the mask mandates and everything else going so loving my neighbor means owing him something even though Romans 13 says oh no on anything Right. And I think it gives a full a full description of what the civil magistrate and where a real authority ought to be coming from. And, and yet we don't want to hear it because we still think we can fix ourselves. We still think we can fix other people and society. And, and, and the first thought is never what does the scripture say? Hmm. Right. The first thought is, wouldn't it be nice if? Well, right. I mean, that's what socialism does. Right. AJ, it's like, wouldn't it be nice if we all had the same amount of money? Wouldn't it be mm -hmm. nice if none of us had to worry about any kind of money? Wouldn't it be nice if everybody, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, the problem with that is that how are you going to do it? That's the Tower of Babel all over the place. God told them, go, 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 go. And we, no, 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 no. We, I don't want to be scattered. I don't want to live by faith. I don't want to trust in the Lord. I want to do it myself. And, and so that impulse is to control our neighbor. And there's only one way that you can control your neighbor. If he doesn't want to be controlled, and that is overpower him. Mm -hmm. And I can do it all I want by being nice. And that's the, I think that one of the greatest evils in America is constantly, it, it is, the, is the education system that tells kids there is no God. Yes. Right. And then, then you, okay, now, yeah, abortion, all the other things are flowing out of that. But when you start by telling kids, hey, God's got a corner of your week on mm -hmm. Sunday, maybe Wednesday night, 
but the rest of the week that is that is the the that's society and it's a neutral ground and god can't god can't tread there you can't bring them in well the thing is they just brought something in they brought a moral code when people tell me here i've had people come into my office and i i you know if there are going to be debates i love the debates and um and so one one gentleman said to me well you can't bring christianity into politics see and i said you just did you brought religion false religion into politics right as Schaefer said either either the true god is going to be god a false god is going to be god or the state's going to be god mm-hmm. what moral authority tells me I can't bring Christianity into it. And so he says, well, well, not everybody agrees with that. And so I replied rationally, well, what you're saying is, is that it, the principle at hand, the moral authority here is unanimity. We all have to be unanimous. The problem is, I don't agree with that. So therefore, right? And so that's why I, I put in the book, I, I'm a happy theonomist. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, it is God's world. Right. And, and the fact is, we don't want to, as I've done with my own sanctification personally, I'm ashamed to admit this on, on, on air here, is that there are things that when I was a, a, a young man that I thought I approved of, and I look back at and think, uh, mm-hmm. probably, I'm from New York. I mean, the use of language, hmm. some vulgarity, um, looking at, you know, things in, in the world in a, in, a, in a certain set of eyes and, and prescription glasses, if you will, that weren't God glorifying. Yeah. And the Lord has brought me to a place where I can look at it and say, well, I probably shouldn't do that. It's not edifying. And I think that we do that when we look at politics and society. Mm-hmm. We should so what principle of force can I use? What authority do I have to force somebody to do something that he doesn't want to do? The Lord right. puts me in a position where I serve my neighbor. I can't rule him. And that's the other thing. I'm sorry to seal this here, but, you know, public servant. No, business people are public servants. Yes. They want, to, they want to be rulers and they want to tell people what to do and, uh, and then take credit for using other people's money for, for some program they want. Um, and and, that, and that, is a, that is something we'll see settled in the last day, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's, you mentioned about that with the young man. Basically, he's, he's saying from within myself, I can choose what's right and wrong and then use the force right. to apply what I believe. Right. You made another right. point in your book, The Danger of the State. Um, it's a chapter. That's the title of the chapter says no authority is legitimate if it violates the commandment of the Lord. And, and again, in regards to self-defense, which is what's so great about this book, your book, Christ and self-defense is it's not just, which I'll just add this. I had no idea that you wrote this when I asked you to be on the podcast. Like I'm talking to you. I like, I would love to have you on talk about Christ and self-defense. And then like four days later, I see the book. I was like, what? Oh, wow. Thank you, Lord. My marketing <laughs> skills. <laughs> Nobody knows I wrote a book. But uh, so when I'm reading through this, it's much more than what you, the podcast family, if you're listening, uh, which I know you're listening, obviously. <laughs> if, you, if you're thinking Christ and self-defense, okay, so it's probably going to be a little bit of, you know, how to karate chop someone, how to punch someone. It's, it's the whole idea of our moral right, our God-given right to defend ourselves, and where that starts and where that stops. And in Seafood Jason, you go through so many different examples, and one of them being with government, as, you, as you've already expressed and, and talked about for the past several minutes, which is so necessary. But considering the tail end of what we've just been through for the past two years here in the United right. States of America, right. home of the you know uh, the land of the free, home of the brave, uh, if if churches, and again I say this with love, but I say it boldly, if Christians had a proper understanding of particularly Romans 13, then that means the government cannot come down and shut down the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. They have no authority. 
there is no there is no foundation for them to stand upon Mm -hmm. because as you make the point which you get from the bible of course is the only authority it's just like caesar talking to jesus are you not going to say anything i have the power to kill you and jesus said you have no no authority unless the father's given it to you and so we see this example of why it's so necessary as a christian to understand self-defense not just in my personal i'm going to protect my family but in the idea of self-defense you've already touched on it just a few minutes ago as well in our spiritual life i need to be a self-defender in my spiritual life because satan Mm -hmm. is like a roaring lion walking about roaring Mm -hmm. seeking Mm -hmm. who he can devour he's looking for you to be off time to have your guard Mm -hmm. down so he can slip Mm -hmm. something in and see how far Mm -hmm. he can take it right They'll sift us like wheat. Yeah. And that's the, eh, I think that's so, so the whole power is so powerful about this book that you wrote is that's the underlying thought through the entire work is that the, of all authority comes from Christ. As he said, all of all power is given unto me, all authority has been given sure. unto me. Sure. And so any, at any sure. point when I try to detach any part of my life from that, from you know, them. we, uh, we talked about this Chaos. in a, yeah, absolutely. Chaos. And, and I, I'll, I'll get your thought on this. I had a pastor, Cade Young. He's a pastor out of Oklahoma. He wrote a book called Jesus Ain't Woke. And uh, it's a really great read. And he made this point, which, uh, you know, he had encountered Jesus as savior. And he was he was struggling with the, particularly for him. The sin he was struggling with was homosexuality. And he finally mm-hmm. he just said, I want to be free from this. Right. And he said, Jesus, I don't want to just be forgiven. I want to be free from it. And he, and he made this point. He said, at that point, I didn't just experience Christ as Savior. I experienced him as Lord because I Lord. surrendered everything to him. Everything. And that's that's mm-hmm. the biblical truth. You know, Romans right. 10 tells us we confess Jesus Lord of our life right. and experience mm-hmm. his salvation. Right. And I think sometimes we get that backwards. I want you to save okay. me, Lord, but right. conform to but your will. Conform ah. to me. Yeah, it's conform to me. And, and a lot of us have had problems with fathers, with parents, with authority mm-hmm. figures that were abusive or tyrannical. And that colors the way we think of God's love and his authority. And so we play naturally. I did. Excuse me. I played one of God's attributes over against another one. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, but his lordship is glorious. It's beautiful. It opens everything up. It makes sense of everything. Right. So I read I read Proverbs 3 verses 4 and 5. Uh, don't lean on your own understanding. Keep and Keep the Lord and his word preeminent in everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like she said, when the government said, oh, we're going to shut churches down. And my first, uh, praise the Lord. I, I'm sorry, because this sounds like I'm boasting. And you know, like Ben Franklin said one time, when I start making progress in one virtue, I, be, I, I understand that I'm losing ground and pride. So <laughs> but praise the Lord. I, I recognize right away, wait a minute, by what authority is the government going to do this? Mm-hmm. But what authority, there wasn't a humility of, man, I really think this might be a good idea. What do you think? They didn't do that. There was a demand. Mm -hmm. And the only one who gives demands is the Lord Jesus Christ. All authority has been given to him. Um, And and so I, in sin, I didn't read it the right way for years. It was one of those things kept going by my head because my shield of of autonomy was up. I thought there was God here, right? God here, me here, a little lower. I'm sorry. I'm low. I was lower. And truth over here somewhere you know what i mean right and that lord but the radical sovereignty of the lord jesus christ and that he orders everything is is what is what rescues us from depression from aloneness from despair from ego from pride from fear which those things lead into conflict and sometimes those conflicts turn into violence right 
and and you made this point uh, as what this is another great statement that I that I pulled out. Only Christ will perfect our neighbor, not the sword. Uh, so 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 there's right. this underlying thing. You got you got to check your heart. If you think, man, if I could just whop him real good, I'd fix him. <laughs> you know, if I could just go over, you know, I've been talking to my neighbor. I've been telling him he needs to get his trees and his shrubbery on his side of the fence. If I just roughed him up, everything would be okay. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> but but HOA boards, everything. I'm trying to stop my neighbor from having freedom that offends me. Right. Mm -hmm. So sin is sin goes. I want radical autonomy for Jason. Well, then I think, well, hey, wait a minute. If AJ has the same radical autonomy, freedom that Jason has, well, that, we're, we're two little gods. We're going to have a battle. So therefore, we're wrestling. That's why politics becomes acrimonious is because I'm wrestling over. We're wrestling over who gets to tell who what to do. Now, we'll mm -hmm. try to be nice about it and we'll put on a guy's show and everybody's going to wear a suit and act presidential and polite and whatever. But the, but the inner heart's a ravenous wolf. I'm trying to demand that you, your radical freedoms, which I demand for myself, in my ethical evaluation is checked. Mm -hmm. And that's why you're not having a debate about politics with people. You're having a theology debate. Yes. Always a theology. Who's in charge? I just asked this to somebody here not too long ago, uh, you know, very bright young lady. She's not walking with Christ and she has her worldly opinions, if you know where I'm going. And mm -hmm. I asked her this, what is the ultimate authority? Who is the ultimate authority? And I, again, the, the thought had never occurred to her because the world's doing a wonderful job educating these, uh, these children, our children, into moral imbeciles. Mm -hmm. And so I've got to be very careful what I do. I kind of try to throw the seed out or, you know, like I like to say all the time here is we're fishing always. See if you're yep. on an eye, see if you're we're fishing. We're throwing bait out and see if we get a bite. Yeah. And because um, you know, it, it's radical, it changes their perspective. Wait a minute, I'm not fully in charge. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, that it scares them because they're thinking, well, I know somebody that was abusive with authority. And so you think that Jesus would be abusive with authority because you can't think your way out of that, that, that quagmire you get into. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Just the very the fact that you're showing up to a self-defense school and inwardly, you know that you're not in charge because I'm trying to prepare myself for what someone may do against me that I don't want them to do. Right. So you go back to that. Yeah. Yeah, you go back to that reality that that someone has to be in charge of this all. And you make a really good point of that, especially when yeah. you approach, which I think is really steeped in Western culture specifically. We may get in other parts of the, the world and there may be more prominent deceptions, you know, whether it be Hinduism, Buddhism or Islam or, or any other form of, of uh, you know, wrong thinking and, and ways that Satan uses to deceive people. He's constantly trying to blind the, the minds, right? The minds of men, lest they see the mm -hmm. glorious light of the gospel. But it seems that in the West through, I guess, through enlightenment and education, it's atheism, which is just another form of religion, which is making man God. And as opposed to some exactly. historical person, with some Christian God. salt and pepper. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. yeah. And, and so you, you, you weave in that idea of atheism and then you have this, you, you lose the foundation in which everything must be founded upon, which is easily just holes or poked through it. And, um, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of, is it, it's Romans one, them professing themselves to be wise. They became fools. Fools. Yeah. And, and so yeah. that we've, we've educated, you make this, a, you made this point several times in class, but, um, this idea that just because I'm, I was born later in time, I'm obviously smarter than those that came before me. <laughs> That's, that's a good sense of that, right? Not me specifically, though I probably have thought that at some points, right? What what teenager did not think, mom and dad don't know what they're talking about, ah, you know, and then 10 years go by and you realize, hey, they actually knew what they were talking about. 
<laughs> you, make, that. you make this point. Uh, self-defense is the only context in which men can morally use violence, whether individually or collectively. And I want to add to that. I think it's interesting. You've probably noticed this yourself. But if you look at Genesis 1, when God gives dominion to Adam and he makes this list of dominion, fish of the sea, birds of the air, you know, animals on the land, every creeping thing. Mm -hmm. But you can't mm -hmm. find man in that list because God didn't give Adam dominion over another man. The, the yeah, Lord well, had well dominion said. over us and we love right. one another. But at no point mm -hmm. at my rise of success, even today as a Christian, at no point can I can I truly faithfully serve the Lord and try to rule over another man. Even in you think in the context of, of biblical marriage as a husband, I, I have a place of leadership and I mm -hmm. truly sincerely believe a place of responsibility. And I will be judged for as a leader of my wife and my children. Correct. But mm -hmm. how do I lead my wife? Laying down my laying down myself as Christ laid down right. his life for the church. Exactly. Exactly. It's easy, In love. It's, yeah, it's easy to lead. Mm -hmm. It's easy to follow right. a person that will lay down their life for you. And so we see that yeah. through authority. Right. Jesus said it himself. Even the Son of Man came not to be to lord over people, but to be a servant too. And so if you want to excel in the things of God and in the kingdom of God, it comes through right. submission. Right. Which plays right into self-defense. I'm submitting, I'm, I'm in submission to God's moral law. And the only proper context that I'm going to use violent force is when someone has made the sin, the transgression against me or my family mm -hmm. in doing what they're not supposed to do. Right, right. And to, and to finish up here, this is this, I felt like this was just a great takeaway from this. You wrote, the right to issue law is the right to use force. And that can must and only uh, reside in the hands of God. So God, I mean, he, he is the source of true law. Therefore, the rejection of God's authority will lead to assault and oppression of one's neighbor. Since moral law and force are linked, mm -hmm. no force yeah. may be used except in accord with God's principles of self-defense. And that's why we right. see violence is because mm -hmm. it's people have they have left God's law. Right. Right. I mean, you can't have the, the rapist can't claim self-defense if the woman fights back right. right you don't the moral right you have to be doing something morally right in this case i mean morality and violence are are linked mm -hmm. and and the only one you can as you just wonderfully put that i should have put that in a book i think i'll go back and amend it and, and <laughs> <laughs> just this one we have dominion over we have dominion over certain things we do not have dominion over one another we serve one another and there are separations of authority like i have i have authority in my home that's a derivative mm -hmm. authority of god's authority over me and it's i it can only be exercised biblically i can't right. tell my son and my wife to do something that's unbiblical i have a check authority as a business owner i i can tell i can tell somebody here to do something in the school insofar as it pertain it, it pertains to their self-defense skill I don't have any, I can't, I can make suggestions. Hey, you should eat better or you should go for a run in the morning. I, I can't, I can't make them do that. I yeah. You've told that me that authority. you've yeah. told me that several times and I, I still haven't taken that advice to eat better and run, but, <laughs> but that's the case. I mean, I, you know, lovingly we make our appeal. We're ambassadors for Christ. I mean, what an amazing thing to make our appeal. And I think of that sometimes when I'm, when I'm here and I get out of my, my truck, when I get home, and, you know, and I look up at the sky at the end of the night and, and I, I just, 
feel the smallness of myself and the greatness of God. And that puts everything in perspective of I, I get to make his appeal. Mm -hmm. Me, I get to do that. How, how does that impact the way I live? How does it impact the way I treat other people? How does it impact knowing how badly I've offended the Lord? Mm. How does it impact how, how I'm going to react if somebody calls me something I don't like? Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that's the why. That's what I mean in the book is that you we can't understand violence and self defense unless we see it from the biblical perspective because we have a sin problem and we'll start looking at the subject from our sin perspective, and that's the problem. The only, and we're going to try to fix a problem, any problem. You should pick a problem. We'll try to fix it to my glory. We'll try yeah. to fix it not in the Lord, and and it will lead into trying to have dominion over other people, which will lead into other conflicts. I just heard another economist say, well. There's no such thing as um, solutions. All we're trying to do is to solve this problem and then that will cause other problems that we'll have to solve later. I'm like, wow, that, talk about claiming yourself to be wise. Right, yeah. yeah claiming you've yourself got, to be wise, we become fools. You've gotten way past the point of you need to spend less than you make. That would solve yes. a lot of problems with the economy. Right. But that's exactly. too simple. That's too yes. simple. Just yeah. like if I yield to the authority that uh, the authority of God, then things mm -hmm. will fall in correct order. Nah, that's right. too simple. Yeah. And, and, you and, may, and, and they don't like, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you, you made the point with, this is something that you teach in your school so often. And uh, I'm sure you've had some people come through and you're like, you know, either they they either had to have a change in thought process or they just, they moved along because you make this point all the time. You know, self-defense doesn't mean this guy called me a name or talked bad about my wife or my mom or something. And, yeah. and now I'm just going right. to go pulverize them. Right. Mm -hmm. Words, those words, though, they may be unkind, they may be heart, hurt, harsh, hurtful. It does not imply that I can use violent force mm -hmm. to fix what he said. Right. At that point, I'm, I'm operating in an immoral place. I, I've, I've right. not done what's righteous. Mm -hmm. I'm stealing God's prerogative. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it. God, God allows me. And I, I try to say it this way. I, anyone can walk out of this building right here, there where I'm sitting, walk outside, look up at the sky and, and, and yell, God is terrible. I don't believe in you. You're a right. jerk, God. You can do that. He gives you that right. He gave you, the thing is, he gave you the, the air in your lungs. He gave you the legs working and he has the authority and, and, and the right to strike you dead right on the spot. Aaron's mm -hmm. sons, right on the spot. He doesn't do it. What grace he sends his son and the just and the unjust. So. If somebody says something about me, in some way, shape, or form, if you call me a liar, I have lied. I may not have lied about the thing you're telling me I'm a liar about, but I have lied. Right? I'm guilty before the Lord. And so one, and that's my natural default setting, is to become an expert defense witness of why Jason Coyle is awesome. <laughs> right? And so that's why I can't look at self-defense from Jason Coyle's perspective, because Jason Coyle is convinced in the flesh that he's all right, and the world is his problem. Mm. Not his sin is a problem. And so uh, that's that's the issue to see it from. And, uh, and and if you look at it from a Taoist perspective, a Buddhist perspective, and you have an ultimate impersonality, right? That's mm. what's ultimate, something impersonal. Then why does self-defense matter? What, is it, what does it matter to you? What, is, what does right and wrong matter to you if what's ultimate is nothing? What's ultimate is an impersonal floating thing. That doesn't make sense of why we're even having the conversation. And the moment someone says to me, no, that's not fair, they've just confirmed that the moral law is written on their hearts. Mm -hmm. Right? And, yeah. and the act of violence can only be morally justified if it's 
if it's directed from God. If God ordains it, and in this case for self-defense, that's why I wrote the book, it's only ordained insofar as it comes down to I'm in direct danger. If, if we define it this way, self-defense is the art and science of keeping yourself as safe as possible in the event of unavoidable violence. If it's avoidable, it's not self-defense, it's something else. Yeah. And, and as we kind of wrap things up here, you, you mentioned this several minutes ago with, with, with King David, but I think that's a, such a powerful example. There's two things, really. I mean, he, David had such a reverence for the anointing uh, of the spirit oh, yeah. of the Lord yeah. that mm -hmm. even though Saul was in sin and was doing, he, I mean, here he is, he's letting Simple the nation things. go kaput. Right. There's an enemies attacking right. Israel and he's on this personal vendetta against the, mm -hmm. David who's done nothing but good toward him. David has two mm -hmm. opportunities to just take out Saul and he has mm -hmm. the, you know, he has his mighty men, which were bad dudes. I mean, you know, right. we see all these things. They, one guy kills 600 or 800 people, the sword, he swings the sword so much it stuck to his hand, all these wonderful I think, you know, would make great movies, but of these oh, mighty yeah. men yeah. And, and one, and they're telling them, David, you know, go ahead and do it, obviously. And David yeah. said, I can't, it's the Lord's yeah. anointed. And even though Saul isn't doing what he's supposed to be doing, they didn't treat me right. That's, that's right. a lot of things in self-defense. Right. Well, he shouldn't have done that. And I, I'll give him what for. David said, I can't do that. Uh, he, he's a sleeping man. I can't just go over here and just take the Lord's anointed because, it, mm -hmm. and, and he makes that point. He says, well, I'll let God take care of it. Either he'll, yep. either he'll pass away. He'll, he'll be destroyed by enemies. Something will happen, but it's mm -hmm. not in my authority just to take that mm -hmm. person out. And that right. really comes down to that basis of the Christian in self-defense. We're talking about martial arts. I mentioned, you know, with, whether it's, you know, concealed carry, whatever is necessary to protect your family, that is, that's a moral right that you have given from God, as you said, from unavoidable violence. All right, Sifu Jason, we're going to finish up with a speed round. So I got a few questions for you, if that's cool. Speed round. I'm good. It's good. I'm good for speed round. All right, good. <laughs> Favorite martial, martial arts movie? And tell us why. Favorite martial arts movie? Um, John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, so the... uh, um, Josie Wales. I love Josie Wales. It's a Western, I don't know, but it's martial arts. Okay, no, okay, okay. I'll, I'll play that. I'll play that quick. Uh, Hitman. 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 Okay, cool. Yes. Nice. Uh, I don't know if I've seen Josie Wells' movie. Is it good? It must be good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, you have, to, you have to watch it. So I just, it's been a, it, I don't know how I went so long without ever seeing these movies, but I, I just recently yeah. saw White Earp with uh, Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah. Fabulous, which is Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah. And then and I, so, so when I watched that one, I was like, I gotta watch Tombstone. And um yes. they're both really good. The guy that plays Doc Holliday in Tombstone, exceptional actor. Dennis Quaid, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh mm -hmm. but in the Wyatt Earp with, with Kevin Costner, I think I may prefer that one over Tombstone because it's just like the whole life of Wyatt Earp. And man, it's sad. It when you when you Absolutely. watch it, it is. It's a really sad movie, but it's so so good. Yeah. But yeah, the, you, of course, in classic fashion, you threw us a curveball there because uh, obviously when I ask martial arts movie, I'm thinking, you know, someone where where and then we see the subtitles exactly, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. 3000 straight punches in, in two seconds. <laughs> but yeah, man, I have a broad perspective. I have a broad perspective. Anything with violence, and, you know, I'm going to say, OK, there you go. Right. Right. All right. If you're going to read your Bible, you prefer digital or you prefer paper Bible? Oh, paper. I mean, I will do it on digital, but I, I, I love I love having the book. Yeah. And yeah. I, that that's me, too. 
Like I, I love the the tactile part of the Bible. I love that I can, especially if you're using the same Bible over and over, you can remember like, you may not even remember the reference, but you know. I remember seeing it on the page. Yes. Yeah, this is in the top right hand corner about right. two ways in. Yes. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, I always ask this question when the people I interview and, and generally they say, well, digital is obviously so easy to study, but if you're going to sit down, get you a paper Bible. And I can't stress that enough to the podcast family, because with your paper Bible, it's never going to, you know, the battery's not going to die. It's not going to lose Wi-Fi connection. No one's going to text you. No. You're just there in no. the word of God and you can get yes. lost in it. I, I was, I was at a martial arts thing about 10 years ago and all of the other people there that were Christians, they had a digital Bible and, and I'm like sitting there with my, and I, I was kind of the dinosaur of the group. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing when I, when I listen to, especially uh, older uh, ministers, it, it's, it's so funny, uh, a little sad in a way, but when you listen to older teachings, you can hear everyone flipping through yes, the Bible. Yes. And nowadays right. in modern, you know, in church today, you hear tap, 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 tap. Right. Right. <laughs> well, okay. Obviously <laughs> you're an author and how many of the books at this time? Over 10, 12 books? 12, I think 12 right now. Yeah. 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 yeah which they're all great. You need, uh, there's, there'll be a link in the show notes for this particular book, Christ and Self-Defense, but anyone listening, go buy all of them. And uh, you may not give them autographed like I did w solidifying that I in fact am, you know, the reincarnation of Bruce Lee, but uh, nonetheless, get the books. <laughs> <by Seafood Jason. laughs> if you're going to, if you're going to get a book, is it same thing? Paper book? Or are you going to audio book? Oh, paper. Again, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a dinosaur. I love the paper. I love the book. Oh, I, when I was reading this, when I was sitting there with highlighter and ink pen, you know, making notes, why, I mean, I still have my iPad, but like, I want to get through and touch it, read it, fill it, yes, bend exactly. it, move it. All right. Last question. And, and I always, you know, make this point. I put in there specifically, apart from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because uh, I had one one person on the interview, Evangelist Preston, he, he said, well, obviously the uh, the mandatory answer would be the Lord Jesus Christ. But apart from Lord and Savior, if you could sit down with anyone, living or dead, who's it going to be? Living or dead? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you, uh, oh, man, only one? You, you can give me two. You've got two, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, man. I would love to talk with, George Washington's a huge hero of mine. Mm. I would love to talk with George Washington. And uh, that's definitely, he's definitely high in my, high in my list. And then, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with, if, if you, I'd love to talk with King David. Yeah. Nice. Just, just you know, we're talking about King David a lot. I, I just, I'm fascinated by him. And, and you know, the, the, he's, as you said earlier, can you imagine a movie? We do Avengers and so forth. David, David is, like, you know, like a Samson's like a biblical adventure. He's got, you know, I got a little bit of a problem there, but um, you know, what, what, a, the things that he saw, the things that he went through, the things, mm -hmm. what, what a conversation that would be. I mean, the man, the man can sing, he can dance, he can write. He's, he's a poet. He's, you know, he's, he could outfight you. Uh, he's, he's, he's handsome. I mean, you, you can't go wrong. A man after God's own heart. Yes. He's a Renaissance man before it was. Before it was cool. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. It, yeah. I'd say he's, he seems to be the greatest martial artist of all time. Well, well, you know, I mean, we have to look at Samson too, but. Um, yeah. If, if you, if you make a movie of King David, I want a scene in there when Absalom, you know, takes the throne and the guys are, the young guys around Absalom are, are saying, we've got to go get your dad. Let's just go get him. And then the older wise men say, no, don't you realize your dad's not just going to be out in a field. He's going right. to be somewhere in a trench or a cave. He's going to be waiting for you. 
He's gonna he's gonna be ready with the counterattack. You don't go to exactly. him. He'll come to you. Come to you. He's coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, seafood Jason, thank you so much for being on the Faith for My Generation podcast. It's been such a pleasure. You've got so much godly wisdom and insight. We really do appreciate it, and uh, we'd love to have you again uh, on the thirteenth book when it comes through. <laughs> my pl my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Hopefully, it's been edifying for for your listeners as well. Yeah, absolutely. And remember, we are the faithful. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you, and every Thursday I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.